So this is really happening. Yeah. <laughs> this is really happening. Okay. Um, we have a pretty insane surprise for you all. In just a moment, we will have a celebrity. A real celebrity guest a in our midst. Celebrity guest on our podcast. We don't know how to act, clearly. Mm-hmm. We yeah. I feel like the universe just pushed us into the deep end without our little water wings on. Yeah, yeah, we're in the ocean right now. Um, all right, so just strap in, because here we go. <laughs> Haley credit for that because I was like Haley how do you pronounce his last name and they were like friends AC they knew they looked it up yeah I did not want to get caught slipping no <laughs> okay good <laughs> <laughs> okay but we're actually okay. going to have you introduce yourself to everyone if that's okay um we already did a little like pre- no. yeah now we did like a pre like freak out moment um mm-hmm. and we were like oh we have someone special so if you want to say hey to everyone you can introduce yourself hi everybody i'm danny francesi it's nice to be yes. here okay so, cool. so <laughs> for those that don't know who danny francesi is um an actor a comedian what else what else would you like title yourself as oh god <laughs> i am a multi-hyphenate for real for real <laughs> Um, activist, plus size Ooh. model, um, writer, uh, producer. I do everything. I'm, I, li- I just like to just say that my main vocation is I'm a, a purveyor of joy. Oh, I love that. Yes. Okay. I try to find mediums to do that in. Yeah. Well. But if I don't have a hyphen with something next to it, I'll figure it out in the next right. five years. Oh, great. <laughs> See, that's great. I like to rebrand every month and Haley hates it. My best friend graphic designer that designs my logos that keep changing so i totally get that um for everyone freaking out where would they have how would they know you basically like we all know but like let's just like i guess talk about it you have been in so many movies people mostly yeah okay yeah people know me mostly from the movie mean girls i was in a ton of other movies like uh bully and i spit on your grave and i was on tv shows like um, look, HBO's Looking and Recovery Road on Freeform and ABC Conviction and guest starring on a bunch of crazy things like Party Down and The Comeback and stuff like that. And I'm also on stage a lot and plays and stand up around the world. Um, stay busy. I'm an entertainer. Yes, for real, for real. Like a for real, for real one. Like you are, <laughs> like we, when we introduced you, we were like, this is a celebrity, everyone. Like we have like a like high key celebrity coming on right now. Yeah. I, yeah. She's a, qu- she's a quintuple. Yes. Threat. Yes. <laughs> for real though. Um, I couldn't believe that I spit on your grave one. That was like, I was like, what? Um, Okay. Not that that much. That was the main reason to do that one. It was kind of like, oh, um, you know, no one's gonna expect this, so why not do something that's yeah, cool. that's incredible. Okay, all right. Oh, okay. So Haley, have we had our fangirl moment? How do we feel? We feel good. 
I feel good. Feeling good. Yep. Okay. All right. Let's get into the nitty gritty of the episode. So we had Tori that reached out to us about you being on our episode. Have you heard, like, have you listened to any of the podcasts or anything like that? That's fine if you haven't, believe me. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet, but I love what you guys are doing. I read about your mission statement and what you're up to, and I think it's so important to have more voices like you. Yes. Out I'm happy to join in. I'm so excited. Okay. So I'm like looking here. Our followers know we have an outline, so it's not weird for us to be like, okay, let's look at the outline, everyone. Let's see what's up. Because um, we have two neurodivergent babies that run this podcast. Mm-hmm. We have to have our outline. Um, let's see. I think the main thing, Haley, that we wanted to talk about with Danny is the plus size representation in Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how, what Hollywood is getting wrong with the representation and how that's impacted Danny. Yeah. So share your story with us. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm curious. What do you think's wrong first? What do you think's wrong from your point of view? I'd love to comment on what you guys think. I would say that there's definitely a lack of representation of like plus size people and fat people in like positive roles or like not being a joke or not being like the funny sidekick or like the butt of the joke but there's also I feel like there's a lack of representation as far as like queer fat people or people of color that are also fat that don't play into stereotypes how do you feel um I'm flipping the script. I'm interviewing <laughs> you, and you and your friends. Pretty much the same. We actually did an episode about like being the fat friend and that there were like different types of like fat friends. You had like the butt of the joke, like Haley said, you had the emotional support friend. And I feel like those are what's portrayed in the media. Like, and if you have like a main character that is a fat bodied individual, they just like their story arc is like they become hot because they lose weight or they have like this glow up. Um, mm. And it's just like, I don't know, they don't get actual like storylines about what it's like to even like have the fat experience or have normal stories where, you know, you have all these action movies or romance movies where it's like the guy gets the girl or the girl gets the guy and it's like thin bodied, you know, it's just like there's no actual story development or character development when it comes to bigger bodies. Mm -hmm. I definitely think it's, it, for me, I, I think the sexualization is something that I want to see more of. Like, I also think that, like, we could be heroes. We could, like, be hotel managers. It doesn't have to always be part of the storyline, what we look like. I think that um, as uh, plus-size people reflect more of what the norm is in our country, it would be nice if our media reflected more of that. I have seen them do some improvements in some way. I walked into a Target the other day, and I noticed there wasn't, like, one... Uh, just plain white model like everybody was different looking in every ad and i said this must be so weird for someone like in my parents generation who grew up where everything looked like one thing yeah to walk in and everything looks like something else um and i think that it that i wonder what that's gonna do to a younger generation in a good way that they get older and they start to like you know you would if if i asked you name if you're in a department store and you see somebody in an ad name things about them that without seeing the ad name things about them you already know and they probably would say things like they're fit they're probably attractive they're you know so it's like to see different things like that and have that be the different norm i think that that makes people look attractive i think people start you know people can grow up with the 
choices of thinking that multi people are, are are attractive, and we know this from other cultures. There's other cultures where being fat is looked at as like the most desirable thing, and it's kind of like, well, you know, that's just how their culture was. Our culture is run on the white male gaze, and it's like, I feel even as queer people, the things we like were told to us by some white guy in the '60s that decided this is what gay people will probably like when we appeal to them, and I think that it's like that's what then it ends up being what we actually are attracted to because there's so many interesting uh things about it i was talking to uh rick overton a comedian and he was saying that uh as a species we just go towards light you know just like every other animal and that's why we believe everything that's on the tv or we believe everything that's on our phone is we're just like moth to a flame we're just like you know the, the light box is telling the truth it can't be lying it's the light you know and it's like like I feel like the light has to reflect all of us. Absolutely. We actually did, um, on our last episode, we were having a conversation about fat representation and how fat bodies are treated in the queer community. Do you think that, because I grew up in the queer community from queer household, um, Haley and I both identify as queer. So it was weird the differences between my mom's generation, like their generation and this generation and like the media such as like, I grew up on Will and Grace and I didn't realize like how anti-fat Will and Grace was until I tried to watch it as an adult. Like, do you think that that is still prevalent in this, like this generation's queer community of being anti-fat? It's interesting you say that because I feel like in the 90s when Will and Grace really came out, um, the queer community was anti-fat. Yeah. And I, I, do, I, I do see a shift in that changing. I like to think in the grand scheme of things, maybe I had a small part of that with my role in looking because as far as I know, I think I was the first like queer fat person, like gay fat guy to be having sex scenes in a gay thing. Like I had never seen that before, before I right. had done it. And it's a little frustrating to be the person that does it. Cause I want to see it. I want to be influenced by yeah. it as well. But I, you know, I, I did get a letter um, from somebody that was like, you know, I saw mean girls 10 years ago and I don't, don't, I, didn't, I don't really remember you and don't get it twisted this is the fan letter but I, I don't even know what an Eddie Bear is and that was my character on looking they're like but I was dancing um, on a dance floor and this guy walked up to me who's way out of my league and he was like you're like my Eddie Bear come with me and we've been dating for three months so keep doing whatever you're doing bro like and I, I really think that's what it is it's just like you know everything I do is to be visible doing something like even last night I did the Mr. Barrelay pageant it was like just to be visible in the bear community trying that stuff if I could do it why couldn't somebody else who felt like they could you know the, us quote-unquote celebrity would it's very rare for them to want to go and do something like that that's a small part of a sub-community but I thought if I do it maybe there's a lawyer that thinks he can't or someone else that feels like they're too out of a out of a subgroup that they can't go back and support the right. subgroup you know they're like well you know if he did it you could do it you know he didn't even win and you might win like it's kind of inspires people. So I'm constantly trying to figure out ways to do things to make a mark or get into a place that I, that I wasn't before or leave, 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 because I've already seen what it does. I've seen the, the gift of the fruit of being represented places and being the person that does that. So I guess initially, you know, when I became famous, I, was like, well, what's my dream now? Like, my dream was to be famous when I was 12, and I'm famous now. So, like, now what is the dream? 
you know, and I guess the dream is to try to like make it easier for young queer kids, easier for young Italian kids, easier for young gay kids to feel like they fit in. And I won't rest until, you know, uh, gay people are comfortable and even the most like, you know, uh, outlandish looking or, or most abnormal looking ones of the queer community are able to walk down the street and be comfortable. Then, you know, the two, you know, white cis males on the collar stack with a baby, you know, aren't, shouldn't really be too comfortable until everybody's comfortable, yeah. you know? And I feel the same way about fat people and about Italian people. I, I won't rest until everybody doesn't stare at someone when they bring sausage and peppers. Oh, yes. Yeah. We would never. We would be like, yum. <laughs> yes. That's our kind of party. That's our kind of party. <laughs> yeah. And we, that's kind of the way, when you spoke about being like seen, that's a big thing of why this podcast is even in existence is because we were both like, let's step out. Let's be seen. We know what type of hate we're going to get. We know what type of comments we're going to get because it's the internet, you know, not only are we, you know, we're women, so it's a thing, but also like being plus size women, it's just like, we get all the just loving comments about just how terrible we are and disgusting. And it's like, it's worth it for the fat bodied people that are scared to be seen if they can just like step out and wear the dress or wear the outfit that makes them feel confident but maybe shows their belly like that was like just to be seen was a big thing with us of like inspiring people to do it despite what comes with it yeah i mean i remember the first time i saw like a plus size girl showing her midriff comfortably and i remember it was a little like shocking at first i was like oh she's just like got it out there and then i was like that looks kind of cute on her and that's a sleigh and it's like you know eventually it takes a while to deprogram what we see and what we think you know, and now I love when a plus size girl has her has her midriff out. I think it looks great. You know, especially you know, um, uh, when people are accentuating. That's not the word. <laughs> accentuating, like an uh, like a, a part of their body that they love the shape mm-hmm. of or something. You know, like um, there's a lot of curvy girls who like slay now because of curvy girls that have paid the way to open up to yeah. that. You know, men have a little bit longer to go in that realm. Men just think that you know i know men have been allowed to get allowed to get away with being plus size a lot more um but it's never been like a fashion plate it's been like cool and not care mm-hmm. to like not you know to not take care of their nails or their hair or like to like do that you know and i think that as we're coming to this place like i mean i remember when i was in high school they had to invent the word metrosexual just to like yeah <laughs> say it's okay to like wash your balls yeah. like, <laughs> like, yeah. it's so stupid you know and we're so post that that it's like now we're in a place where like you know guys can go get a manicure and it's not you know emasculating to them whatever like we live in such a toxic masculine environment um we're still trying to get away of all the rhetoric that our parents and grandparents were fed through media and as media is changing it's going to take a whole nother two generations we might not be on the planet when we see all these changes happening but the good news is we live in an age of information you know someone in ohio their favorite band could be somebody in New York City's favorite mm-hmm. band because they can instantly hear the music. Whereas, like, it took a long time for things like that in the past mm-hmm. to get around. And it's we're losing, in a, in some way, we're losing some individuality in states um, because people are becoming more of, like, a, a mass culture. But I think in, in this mass culture is a wokeness and a tolerance and an acceptance and an openness to sort of, like, experience other people. They've heard other people's stories rather than just relying on a fat person in the movie to be the joke 
they know a fat influencer who they adore and who has taught them, you know, why their life is beautiful and valid. So I think what you guys are doing is great. You know, we all have to keep it up and just be visible. And it's not like I'm always saying fat is beautiful, although I think there are many beautiful fat people. I think what's beautiful is loving yourself. What's beautiful is accepting where you are in the day that you're in and not abusing yourself or limiting your ability to do things. Um, Rather than body positivity, I love body acceptance because it's like the term because it's sort of like as we move forward with all of this stuff, it's, you know, we might want to change. You know, I, I quit sugar in June. So like I've lost 30 pounds. Does that mean I'm any less a part of the plus size community? I mean, I'm still plus size. I still have things about my body I want to improve. I'm still got the body dysmorphia in my head. I don't even feel the 30 pound weight loss. So it's like, you know, to me, it's just like you have to keep going and love yourself in right. the day. Um, You know, I really feel like choices that you make in the you know, on a day really don't affect you several days later. Like, you know, if I have McDonald's today, I won't feel like crap three days later. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, so if, but if I make a good choice today, I'm setting up future Danny. Past Danny's responsible for future Danny. Yeah. That's a big thing that we say here is we say live the, live your life and the body that you have right now. Um, because so many fat body individuals and plus size individuals, they like, don't experience life until they have lost the 30 pounds, right? Until mm-hmm. they have. Well, the shocker is the shocker is you make all the money, you lose all the weight and you're still empty right. inside. Yep. That was, that isn't the thing that fixes it. Like you need to work on that, but even before you get a lot of that stuff sometimes. And in an odd way, you know, my whole family has pretty much been plus size. If not, if they're not plus size now. And my brother, when at one point in his twenties, lost a ton of weight and I missed my belly. I must be able to like hold my drink, <laughs> yeah. down, like, you know, or like, or like feeling like I'm always cold now, you know, like it was just things like <laughs> that were different that he just didn't want to be. And he ended up maybe not going all the way back to where he was, but getting to a place where he felt, you know, beefy area, I guess, where he felt more comfortable and being more where he was. Our bodies are sometimes naturally meant to be mm-hmm. certain ways, you know, and I think the more we accept it, the less we abuse it, the less we push it further in that way or we don't resign to who it, to, to a prison of being a fat person as, as much as celebrating who we are in the day and don't think of it that way and try to find out because it could be frustrating for uh, a regular sized person to just say, oh, we're going to that thing tonight. All right, I'm going to grab a black dress and stop at any store and pick up a black dress and walk out like it's nothing or, you know, the same thing for a guy, a pair of jeans or just for a plain white shirt. I have to drive minimum 35 minutes. Yeah, like the like the nearest like big and tall store if I store if I, you know, last night as I was getting ready, I had an extra thank God, but I I spilled coffee on a white shirt. That was a big part of what I was doing. Some people could run to Target and go get a white shirt. Yeah. I can't. So it's interesting how like you know that impacts our life in a lot of ways. More expensive to be, you know, plus size a different. I like to say above average. Yeah. <laughs> because there's a you know what I mean because um there's a lot of things about me that I'm above average in and it's like. My size is just one of them. Yeah, I love such a good point, though. Like, I, I am still very much a plus size person, but I got weight loss surgery, and I'm a smaller plus size person than I used to be. And that was something that really I wasn't prepared for, even though I knew. Like, just being able to go in and pick up a shirt if I need it, or you know, rip my pants, I can go get a new pair. Like, it's it's not having to drive out of town or order it online and wait for it. 
and everybody deserves to be able to do that. I also have a friend who did the weight loss surgery too, and then like completely went to the dark side. Like she did get thinner, but like, she's like, look at this fat girl here. And like really making fun of old pictures of herself. And I'm like, some of us are still in this space. Yeah. Like, you know, like the, the insensitive, and I still feel like she's covering up for whatever it is that wasn't solved when the surgery yeah. happened. So it's like, you really have to face a lot of our internal mm -hmm. demons, you know, because looks are only go a certain yeah. amount of way. It's like somebody could be absolutely quote unquote textbook gorgeous, but they could be, have an ugly yeah. heart. And immediately they, they don't look, you know, when you see somebody that you think is pretty and then you realize that they're not nice or not, or they're you know, rude and then you're yeah. like, oh, you know, unkind. And immediately it, it, their looks yeah. fade. Um, I think that um, the beauty from within is the thing we have to find yeah. first, you know, and that, a lot of that deals with just like your comfort level in your house. I mean, I, I, I could literally be in such a better mood if I'm wearing a pair of pants that fit. Right. You know, rather than sitting all day feeling like my clothes are trying to right. strangle, you know, or yeah. like um, just being comfortable, like knowing that, okay, I'm going to not fly this airline because I won't be comfortable or I'm going to make sure that it's going to cost a little more. But when I'm on tour, I'm getting SUVs instead of getting little mini cars. I'm not getting the cheapest little whatever yeah. car to get around. And I'm thinking about my safety and my comfort. And yeah, it's a couple of bucks along the way for a little bit of extra it's an above average price for an above average mm -hmm. person but it, the above average comfort ends up making making a huge life change yeah absolutely. absolutely we have like our our podcast is like i guess a little controversial in the community because we do have like Haley has gotten the weight loss surgery i do like intuitive eating and i have done like medical weight loss through my doctors and so like we we are all about like raising the voices of fat bodied individuals that's the whole reason why we're here but sometimes in the community they're like they don't accept you if you have lost a lot of weight like there is like backlash with it mm -hmm. and we're like we're allowed we're human like we're allowed to feel good and sometimes to feel good you have to lose weight but that doesn't mean that we're still not fat bodied individuals that still doesn't mean that we're not like representing the community the best way we can and it's right. just been, it's been a wild ride. Or I've had that life experience yeah. for many, right. many years. So it's been a wild ride to be like, what? We're, guys, like, we're still fat. Like, it's, yeah. we still get hate <laughs> comments. Like, I promise. Like, I personally, when I go to Target, like, the plus size section is so sad. But I want to be a Target girly. But they just don't have cute clothes for plus size people anymore. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's my Target because I live in, like, the south i don't know what it is but like what is intuitive eating so intuitive eating is basically i eat i'm like more in my body not in my head because like i had a um i suffer from binge eating disorder so binge eating disorder is like all in your head like you're so out of whack with your body that you're literally just you're eating to cover up emotion like for me it was very emotional like i was self-soothing through food and so intuitive eating, it's like, I basically, when my body is like, hey, we're hungry, I'm like, okay, I'm going to eat what I want that day that I know makes me feel good. So instead of like eating, if I'm like having a bad day and I know that like I want a McDonald's burger, like instead of like the past me, I would get like three burgers or you know a mcchicken and a number seven or whatever which is like two burgers 
but I'll like, okay, I, I know I want a burger. That's what I need right now. So I'm going to have one burger. And if it doesn't make me feel good, I know that this isn't actually what I needed. So I'm going to switch to eat something else that maybe does make me feel good. Yeah. Um, it's just basically about like tuning into your feelings when you're eating not having like a screen in front of you so I don't eat with like my phone or a TV on and I'm just trying to kind of like go with the flow of like what my body is telling me that it needs Mm -hmm. and surprisingly it needs like more like healthier stuff than I thought it would but I also don't restrict myself to what I want if that makes sense the over restriction can definitely I also have BED like it can yeah over restricting it just ends up in you binging anyway rather than having the burger that you want when you want it and just mm-hmm. moving on. Yeah, exactly. And then like listening to my body when it's like, Hey, we're full. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like instead of being like, this is really delicious. I'm going to keep eating because it tastes so good. It's like, let's just, let's just take a second. Let's just take a second and see how we feel after we just pause for a moment here and like do kind of like a body check-in. Um, yeah, so being more being mindful. More mindful yeah, because I used to have like a lot of dairy, even though and like cheese, because it's so freaking good. Like, who doesn't love some cheese? But like it wrecked my body. But it was like I was like, I don't care, I'm gonna have some ice cream. Like that's what I would that's what my head was wanting. And my body was trying to tell me, like, girl, you can't have this. Like in your like lattes, like get oat milk, baby. Like you can still have a, a latte, but like milk isn't for you, you know? So it's just yeah. about like being more mindful exactly and present when you're eating. Um to try to like, you know, be healthier for yourself, you know, not punish your body anymore. <laughs> um, all right. So we've talked about, we have, we talked about what you're doing now. I know that you did the, the is Mr. Bear. Is that what it's called? Uh, I'm doing a bunch of things right now. It's hard to like pinpoint everything. It's they're all over the place. So I've got like a stand-up show here, a stand-up show there. I'm, you know, if you're on my Instagram at What's Up Danny, you can kind of find out what I'm up to. But I'm starting a new play. I'm, I do a lot of watercolor. I'm uh, doing stand up. I'm trying to, just, you know, until the strike's over, yeah. uh, doing a bunch of like little gigs mm-hmm. here and there, having a good time. But I've been staying really oh, busy. Okay. Um, and you know, I also have a lot of like influencer stuff and um, activism stuff. I'm working with um, uh, a, a lot of a lot of different places. But Big Fig Mattress is yeah. one of them. Um, I'm still doing, yeah, I still do their, I'm the spoke, I'm a spokesperson for them and I'm on their advisory board. We have like a collective um, of all different plus size influence. That's a way that like, I think companies can really do good and really start to uh, understand what it's like to be in the shoes. Uh, Big Fig, I don't know if you're familiar, they're like mm-hmm. a mattress company made for people with a bigger figure. Yeah. And most of the people who work in Big Fig don't have bigger figures. So in order to understand the plus size community, they've created a collective of all plus size uh, luminaries. And when we all, when we're all together, it's really interesting how caring this company is about finding out what it's like for our experience to like live in a fat body, live, be a bigger person, the diver- our diversity aspects, how we feel about uh, all of our diversity and inclusion stuff. I've never seen anybody work so hard and accomplish something so great. And so I, I just encourage more companies out there to do stuff like that. Like, if you want to know what it's like, hire people like us. To You can tell when stuff's made for uh, bigger people and there are no bigger people that yes. are mm-hmm. giving any input. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I yeah, love that, that was... there's I love that there's even plus-size mattress companies now that exist, period. Like, 
I <laughs> mattresses are definitely not like if you have even just like I'm the larger person in my marriage and you know if you don't have a plus size mattress it wears out fast it sags on one side more like we just that representation so important oh we've I've uh, <laughs> broken it the reason I I love this company is because I've broken like three beds like, yeah. you know what I mean not not Dude. even my, not even just my own <laughs> yeah <laughs> Some some guy took me home one time and I was like, you knew you took a big boy home. Like, it's not my fault you got these IKEA slot broken. <laughs> yeah, <ass> yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, but you know, this bed's like the. It's so funny because I love talking about it. I'm not only like a spokesperson, but I'm like a geek about the manufacturing. And we just visited the manufacturing plants more. Awesome. So like, but the um the frame is made out of railroad steel, <laughs> and the 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 uh, like. And the other part's made out of, um, the box is made out of uh, solid oak, like the Amish made. Like real old school manufacturing. Like they didn't do it, you know, they don't make it like they used to kind of stuff like. And then the mattress itself has so many different processes with all these springs and cooling foam, memory foam and cooling gel. And like, and then they've, now they're even thinking about like, they need this incredible, it's not on the market yet, but like an incredible cooling blanket. And I love this blanket. Like when you put it on, like it's hot as you can get. The blanket stays cold. That's amazing. And <laughs> I, it's just like so when they were they were giving us prototypes, to like test and stuff. We were like, oh, it would be nice to have a bigger one. So when we turn over, like, so they're just really making sure that every single thing that we need as a bigger size person is thought about and discussed. If they if it's something that they don't have, they decided to omit it after like a conversation and a jury of mm-hmm. fat people. Like it's amazing. And so diverse, like we're all different kinds of people. And um, we just recently all met for the first time together in person because we're doing a lot of our collective stuff online. Started just shortly after the pan, started doing like all of the stuff with uh, uh, the panty. And so now we're in this place where we're just like jamming. Like, I mean, we really were making such great progress. And there's a lot of content from that that hasn't come out yet that I just happy um, because it's like, plus size person really getting together and having these kind of discussions and they broke us off into sections and we had discussions about the intersectional intersectionalities of our identities so it was like uh you know um they had some of us spread off and talk about being queer and fat some people being people of color and being fat some people being men and being you know getting across so we can get the point across about um how that changes our experience we're not all just one type of person you can't just put like you know, give a generic rule book for what our right, needs. yeah. I love that they Absolutely. actually listen too, because there's so many companies like that approach marginalized groups and they'll be like, We wanna know what you want and people will tell them and then they're like, Okay, well, here's one thing sort of from that list and we're not doing the rest of it. But thank you. Like <laughs> I'll tell you it's gotta be an expensive endeavor to have all of us mm-hmm. do this and they're not you know, we're not really making a lot of our rates kind of thing that we're doing but i have to say i tell my management team and everybody all the time i want to work with them forever because the stuff that they're doing is literally revolutionary when it comes to caring about uh caring about a community that they're supplying a need yes. and you know a good night's sleep is so oh important God, yeah you know and so to me it's just like for them to realize that for them i mean they could probably still make the money with with spending some money on some a couple of clever commercials and still do as well as they're doing but they want to grow with this company thinking about the people. And I that like now when I take a brand deal, I'm holding everybody up to the 
um, the pedestal that I have big big on because it's like you really have to at least do some of the things that they're doing because they're literally racking their brain trying to figure out ways um, to make it better for their clientele. And I think yeah, I think it's definitely worth it too. Like I know one of my uh, friends in mutuals, they were, uh, they wanted, they're like a bigger body person. They were, uh, wanted to get a big, big mattress for them and their husband. And they were like, y'all, like I'm doing like, um, I'm a tarot reader. So like, they're also tarot readers in the same community. Um, so they were like, I'm doing tarot readings. Cause like, I'm trying to get my bag up so I can get like this big, <laughs> big mattress. And it was so funny. Cause they were like, no other mattress. Like this is the one I'm a big bodied thing. Well, I literally said, if I ever get rid of this thing, I've had it now for so many years, but if I ever get rid of it, like I, the, the box spring part that has like the, um, the made of the wood, I would turn it into like a stand up stage in someone's backyard. Oh like, That's amazing. Just put, like really, it's like, it's like, I would, it, it, it would, I mean, because um, I've done open mics on weaker stages than my Stop. own. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Is that kind of like what your main focus is right now? Because I know we're talking about like future projects and what you've been doing um, with your like following. Like, is is it more the focus of stand up? I think that for years I took some movies that I didn't want to take just because I needed the money to pay rent or I wanted to like get my bag up or whatever. And it's like, I still want to do that, but now I can be like a little more choosy because stand up literally like feeds me. So it's like I don't have to worry. I, I can, I'm in control of my own career. It's just me. I don't have to deal with any strong personalities. I come in and make people laugh for an hour and my job's done. So it's like I feel really good about that. And it's a fun job to have. And I'm good at it. So I will always be doing stand up. That doesn't mean that I don't want to do other forms of entertainment. I'd love to be on another TV show or another film. But like I said, I. I don't need things for clout anymore. So instead of like, I just dropped two bags of clout off at the Goodwill last yeah. week. Like I don't yeah. like need it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm on your grandma's cell phone. You case. really are. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I, and, at the, and, and I'm the quote at the bottom of your boss's emails. You know what I'm saying? Like, so those kind of things like don't like excite me as a right. human being mm -hmm. in a way. I mean, uh, something really big and major obviously would, because it would give me more power to do the things that I want to do and the influence that I want to have. But, I think the goal now is just like do really good things to lead. like i mean a couple of the movies i made are going to be around mm -hmm. forever so it's like i want to keep making movies that'll be around forever not just like small flashes and i'd rather do stand up experience life and make my career that way and have my uh cinema and television um legacy be really strong things that i chose there's still like huge effects like i know i work out of a tattoo shop and like one of our assists like one of our other tattoo shops like that we in our area they literally did friday the 13th flash and you like damien was one of them and i was like in the year of our lord 2023 like millennials right. you have like such a chokehold on it and i was like that's so you don't need any more clout you're right like you do get to now choose like what you want i, I mean i would like to translate that a little more to my stand-up like i feel like even some of my fans don't even realize that I do stand up or have never seen yeah. it, you know? So I, I recorded a little, uh, I was on a comedy special this year and I'm hoping to record my hour soon. So I can finally do my first solo special and, you know, do stuff to like, let, like expand my audience's knowledge of the work that I do. A lot, Cause you know, you're doing live theater, nobody sees it, but the person who went to play. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I do that's live that I would like to translate and record and for posterity and, able to uh so i guess yeah. that's cool, you know right now but 
but I'm still just trying to get better at everything I do. I'm, I mean, I'm, I've been in my career forever. I'm 45 years old, but I'm still in like voice lessons. But I'm still reading acting books. But I'm still like trying to get better and better and better and better. You know? Um, I'm just all about like self improvement in all areas and uh, self expression and, and uh, representation. That's basically, my, the main points of interest for me for everything. Yeah. How do you feel like being a bigger person has like affected your career? Like, do you have any like kind of key points that you want to share? Yeah, I think I've turned down more money in my career than I've made because I feel like earlier on in my career, like there was a lot of gay roles and a lot of fat roles that were just made fun of gay people or made fun of fat people that I just didn't take. You know, I remember there was a role on show Ed um, where it was an overeat anonymous episode. And someone stood up and said, you know, forget this and took a sandwich out of his pocket and like ate it. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, you know what I mean? There was just like so many things I just was like, mm, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, um, I, I never even seen Nanny Diaries, but in the script, she had like a roommate that was like in a feather boa with eyeliner and heels. And it was almost like transphobic character. And I was mm -hmm. like, I just come up Damien and they were like kind of like trying to get me to do this part. And I was like, no, not for me. Like it, it wasn't about me not wanting to play gay or not wanting to play fat. That's like so stupid. Like I have to embrace those parts of me in order to like right. work. But I think the reason I didn't work early on in my career is because those things were fat phobic and, and homophobic. They, it wasn't like I was not doing them because I didn't want to be seen that way. It was like, well, I've done things that are already, you know, pushing the envelope of, making those things go forward damien was never called fat in the right you know like you know and he was only called gay once and it was by his best yeah. friend like and it was a like a, it was a, a nice joke kind of that got turned into something wrong used against him but i don't feel like there was any moment that he was called fat you know in other movies i'm in i'm in movie stateside they never mentioned my weight at all like i you know what's interesting is even in movies where they never mention my weight like mean girls you should look at the original reviews of Mean Girls, how everybody, the names that people called me from obese to mountainous to her fat gay friend to like, and it's never a part of my mm -hmm. story, but you know, every review that I ever get will mention my weight. Oh. And I mean, now I'm like 45 years old. I don't even care. I do realize now that fat's also a signifier. Mm -hmm. Like if you said that tall guy, would I be as uh, like, offended as if someone called me fat i'm never offended when someone calls me fat anymore unless the attention is like you know got vitriol yeah. in it but like uh but you know as an impressionable young person growing up and trying to fit in and be a and be a part of like who's the cool kids everyone's going out and being in just as big as movie as this one but and we're in you know but not being able to get past the velvet rope they don't want a fat person in the club or queer person in their club or whatever the situation was that they weren't letting me in back then you know what I mean? Like there was a lot of that going on. You know, I came from like a high school where, you know, um, I didn't have a kiss. I didn't have a date, you know, to a world where like people were attracted to me to a profession where I'm back in the high school zone, right. you know, and I didn't understand it because I'm like in my actual life, I I'm fine. You know, my my sex life's great. Like I, you know, um, have great relationships with people that are attracted to me of all different kinds, races and sizes, whatever. So it's like, why can't that be reflected in my character? Mm -hmm. Like, my character's like, will you please kiss me? I'm like, what the what? Like, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've never said that. Like, in my why life. am I begging? <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, I love this movie I'm in, but in Kill Theory, like, my character's like begging Taryn Manning just for a kiss in case the killer kills us. So I have a kiss before we die. It's like, really? Like, 
it's that sad of a life for this person like i doubt that i i really doubt that like you know it's just how those things are written all the time you know and it's like i've got to just like do it you know i only hope that i like carry enough swagger and confidence in some of the earlier things of like those kind of movies and stuff where you can read that my character might have just had a vulnerable moment or you know i try to switch it in some way to kind of make it more palatable or look as handsome as you can <laughs> i love that have you had any like experiences with co-workers in the past treating you differently because of your size um yeah i'm sure i mean i don't really want to name anyone or pin anything no, out but i'm sure i've received some discrimination mm-hmm. you know like I, everybody does I'm yeah right. i feel like it's just because we as like in our lives like i know even being in like the metaphysical or like spiritual community Haley and i have talked about like we're both very spiritual we both live very spiritual lives and um it's funny how it's even like in that community where you have like these amazing like love and light girlies but then like they won't post a fat person on their instagram that way you know and it's like oh okay like you you're accepting of everyone like as long as they like look like you but like you're so in alignment oh, love well, you. I, mean, my, <laughs> I i have my podcast yes jesus which is like an exploration of faith for queer people yes. like we we just basically we either find the queer stories in the in, in biblical times or we turn the story to how could this be applicable to a queer person's daily life like and i mean that's essentially something where i get a lot of like pushback Mm -hmm. or flack or you know even in the queer gay community there's a whole queer gay community where they believe in side a or side b which is like one side believes that you can be queer but not have sex and abstain and one side believes you could be queer and have a full sex life and we just call them side a hole and b hole because (laughs) we're like we think that everyone should be able to like experience pleasure and it not be something like we're very sex positive on our show. We curse. We like, we're fully free, but we still talk about the Bible. And I think that freaks yeah. people out. Um, but I think people act some way Monday through Saturday and try to act some way different mm-hmm. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it's no different outside of the spiritual realm. Like people are like that in workplace. People are like that in artistic environments. People are like that in small clicky things, right. you know. I even think I experienced some of it in the Mr. Bear LA pageant last night. There was people who were questioning my motives for wanting to enter or, you know. It just doesn't matter like where you are, you're going to be discriminated, but you got to just keep showing yes, up. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's so inspirational. Okay. Everybody eats as long as you're sitting at the table with a plate. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, if you just keep, sit, you have to keep sitting at the table, you know, to use a, a fat. I lo- no, I love it. <laughs> but you have to, <laughs> but if you sit at the table and you can just stay at the table long enough, eventually you'll be. Yes. Haley, do you have any more questions for Danny? I don't have any any questions per se, but whenever you were mentioning your the first reviews of Mean Girls, how everyone was discussing your size, it honestly reminded us of like it reminded me of some comments that we would get like because our show is our podcast is called the Plus Size Section and we are two fat women. It's like, is that the only thing you talk about? is being fat and plus size. And it's like, well, even if we talked about the weather or puppies or whatever, like you guys would bring that into your comments anyway, just like they did with your reviews. Sometimes I think, like I said, it's just a descriptor. They're like, turn her, you know, fat friend, mm-hmm. blah, 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 whatever. Right. Yeah, I get that. Like, but like, then there's other instances like Michael Musto from the village voice. And now I think he's independent. Like when he wrote, he knew who I was, he knows who I am. 
met me and my mother. He was hiding me in public. But when he wrote the review of Mean Girls, he just said to her fat friend, her chubby friend. And I was like, huh, that's so interesting. You wouldn't even like put my name, the actor that played it, or you wouldn't even put my character's yeah. name. Like, you know, that's on purpose. Like, there's people who just do things on purpose, mm-hmm. too, you know, and you're like, well, you just got to roll with the punches on those things. Like, you know, they say in entertainment industry, it's not so lighthearted that you have to have the uh, heart of a lion and the skin of a rhinoceros, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you know, and it's like, it's so true. Like, you know, I, I remember when I was a young preteen and someone would be like, hey, big guy. I'd be like, why did you say I'm yes. <laughs> It could have been that I was tall or like whatever, you know. But I always felt like people saw that before they mm-hmm. saw me, you know. And um, I, but then now if I read something and it's like, you know, obese slob, I'm like, why did I go out for that? Like, you know, like I could have played that. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just saying like. I'm so desensitized at this point that nothing you could say about me could really hurt me. I'm also a comedian. Right. So it's like, please, like, come, come, yeah. come for me. Like, I don't even care. Yeah. Like, you know, um, but even I was like that way even when I was a middle schooler. I think someone once called me Chunky Cheese. And I thought that shit was so fucking funny. I was like, my God, like, we had the same thing. Like, someone called us like the glutton gals. And we were like, pop <laughs> off. Like. Haley is the Sagittarius yeah. <laughs> of the podcast, so she gets them. Like, I'm the Libra. I'm like, oh, no, like, let's not be mean. Haley, like, on our TikTok, she goes, she just reads these men to filth. <laughs> just sits there and is just like, yeah, let's let's talk about your mm-hmm. you, buddy. And I'm like, oh, God. Like, doesn't affect <laughs> yeah. her at all. <laughs> I think I was playing, like, flag football once in, like, middle school, and someone was like, hey, stretch mark, come over here. And I thought that shit was so funny. I'm like, like... People that, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, like, um, I'm just like, sometimes when I'm like, damn, that one yeah. was funny. Like, you know, like, yeah. Like, like, fuck you, but it was funny. I can appreciate when someone, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, fuck you, but that right. shit was funny. <laughs> I gotta remember that. Like, um, but yeah, I still remember it. <laughs> Impactful, but in a, in a funny way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as we wrap up, is there anything that you would like our listeners to kind of take away with you being on our episode today? I don't know um, if I really have a takeaway, but I just think that, like, remember, you know, um, it's all in the confidence, I think. Like, I think, um, like, a lot of my confidence came from lying to myself at first. You know, I'd start to tell, I'd start to talk about the parts of my body I didn't like out loud in front of people like I loved them. You know, I'd be like, oh, stay away from, you know, they ain't called love handles unless anyone's grabbing onto them, baby, so come over here, like, and making jokes like that until I actually started liking parts of my body and touching them and I guess so it's like I guess like you lie to yourself and then people start to treat you differently they go oh Danny don't fuck with that like don't talk about him that way he loves himself and so they don't even find the joke funny anymore you know so they leave you alone and then the next thing you know the way they treat you makes you actually feel really confident so I just think like you know fake it to make it yeah Speaking right so, to my heart. That was yeah, most was of my teenage it. and college experience was faking it till I made it. Well, thank you for being on with us today. Where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me at What's Up Danny on Instagram, Twitter, blackpeoplemeet.com, jdate, farmers only, Ashley Madison, and Venmo. <laughs> um, and... <laughs> Look for me doing stand-up in your neighborhood or the Big Fig Collective coming out with some cool stuff or, you know, lots of other things coming out. Look out. I'll be around entertaining. <laughs> well, thank you again. It was such an honor 
to have you on here on our podcast. You Uh, were an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Okay. (laughs) That was weird. Yeah. Is everyone okay? (laughs) Barely. (laughs) Barely. We we did it. It was just like, oh, that was such an honor. Like a millennial honor. It was (laughs) the biggest millennial honor. And it was great because he's just a normal guy. It was just like hanging out. Like you said, like we were just... We were just all, we were just hanging with Danny, just hanging yeah. out. <laughs> just, a, just a trio of bros, top yeah. of the shop, you know? <laughs> top of the shop. Which was... was amazing. Mm. It was just, chef's kiss. It really was. It was. It 10 was really out of 10 good. would have him back anytime. Anytime, anytime, <laughs> Danny. Thank you. Oh, we were like, we wanted to film an outro for you guys, of course. Um, and just say that we are so glad that you're here, that you are following us, and that we hope you enjoyed our special guest as much as we did, because we're still like... <gasps> we're definitely starstruck, but starstruck. we would not have gotten this opportunity if not for for the support and the sharing, the, the following of all of our listeners. So honestly, thank you guys so much for that. Y'all are y'all are a bunch of real ones for sure. A real ones, you really are. <laughs> we we love you guys so much. Um, next week's episode is gonna be Sawin, um, and I'm just like, wow. Okay, so yeah, we thank you so much, Haley. If this if someone is listening to our podcast for the very first time, because maybe they came here for Danny, where can they follow us and become members of our family? So if y'all are so inclined, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and threads at plus size section on TikTok at the plus size section. If you have any thoughts about this episode, about how shockingly normal we were, or if you want to send us like personal stories or anything like that, you can shoot us an email at the plus size section at gmail.com. While you're at it, you can give us a little follow, a uh, rating, a review on the podcast. Would be pretty sick. We we love the engagement, and also share this podcast with your friends. Would also yeah. be sick. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, we'll see you guys for Halloween next week. Bye, y'all. <laughs>